there are books for little kids about how lying is bad. And lying to cover up other lies just leads to more and more and more lies. Evidently, Ed Litton, president of the Southern Baptist Convention, has never read any of these books. Evidently, he also hasn't read the Bible, which says, do not lie. Although I'm honestly not surprised because Ed Litton seems to lack, along with even an iota of honesty, any capacity to preach without stealing an entire sermon, nearly word for word, or without a committee made to help him do the job of a single person, and that is to teach the Bible. That's literally a pastor's job, to teach the Bible. Welcome back to another episode of Good Monsters. My name is your host, Cody Lawrence, and we're going to talk about Ed Litton just briefly. He's back in the news. If you don't know who he is, uh, it's not, it's kind of important, uh, but I hope you don't get tired of me talking about Ed Litton, um, because although he's, he's not very important in the grand scheme of, you know, Christianity, uh, He's important because he is the president of one of the biggest denominations in the world. And people like you and me have hired him. And no matter what denomination you belong to, this is the kind of thing that you have to watch out for. And if you do happen to be a Southern Baptist, you need to do whatever you can to speak out against this dude because he is a snake. So you might say, if you are one of those Southern Baptists who happens to be uh, irrationally supportive of snakish figures like Ed Litton, you might say, Ed Litton didn't lie. You just don't like Ed Litton. And so you want to say bad things about him. Look, I don't even know who this guy is. He has not been on my radar until he got hired as the president of the Southern Baptist Convention and all of this crazy stuff started coming out around him. And I'm thinking to myself, how can people, knowing who this guy is and what he's done, I mean, it, it was pretty stupid to vote for him in the first place, right? Because there were clearly better candidates, far more conservative and far more biblically sound candidates. Uh, But what's more is now that we're on this side of the election, why haven't all these people who voted for him come out and said, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. He's a bad dude. What can we do to get him to repent or get him out of there or both? (laughs) Um, Kind of weird. Yeah, so I I don't have any stake in the game whatsoever. I I don't know anything about this dude, Uh, but, you know, he's, he's on my radar now, you don't just materialize not liking somebody. <laughs> so uh, my dislike of the dude and his plethora of uh, bad decisions and lies comes directly from his bad decisions and lies, not any kind of bias I have towards him previously. All right, 
first, he he kind of opens up uh, th- this this guy at I think Southwestern Baptist Seminary. You know, it's all set up. It's totally set up. He knows what questions are coming. You know, they act like, "All right, Ed, I'm going to ask you a tough question. Tell us about the plagiarism." Uh, and and he's like, "Oh, well, good good question. Let's talk about this." He the first thing he does. This is a tactic. He wants you to feel bad for him at first. He, he's like, look, this Romans, he's talking about specifically a handful of sermons that were plagiarized completely, uh, almost word for word, some of them, uh, or at least point by point, which is like the whole sermon uh, from J.D. Greer. But there's actually more plagiarism than that. But the only thing that Ed talks about is the uh, the plagiarism. And it, and it is plagiarism. It's actually plagiarism. Even if you don't want to call it plagiarism, Ed, it is. Uh, so he's talking about specifically these sermons that he stole from J.D. Greer um, and then passed it off as his own without crediting J.D. Greer at all. And he, he tries to make people feel sorry for him by saying, uh, look, I, I was nervous about this Romans study. Uh, I, I talked to J.D. And, and he was like, yeah, you know, your bullet fits my gun or whatever. Shoot it. Cool. Yeah, use my sermons. And he copies them point by point, and it's absolutely despicable. He 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 says about how hard it is to preach Romans. Oh, it's so hard. It's it's not easy to preach a book like Romans. Dude, Eddie Boy, hey, this is your job. Your job is to preach the Bible. If all your job is as a pastor is to tell people what Romans means, dude, it's not like the random, uh, you know, the the hoi polloi opens up the book of Romans and they're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what Paul's talking about here. This is so hard. This is your job. If it is hard to preach a book of the Bible and if you're so nervous about it that you have to steal somebody else's sermons, find somebody else more qualified because you are clearly not qualified to do the job that a pastor is supposed to do. So let's listen to the clip. First, let me start by saying that I take preaching very seriously. Uh, Seven and a half years as a church planter in Arizona and then 27 years at Redemption Church. It is critical that the man of God preach the word of God and the truth of God to God's people and that there is a trust relationship built when that is done. A series of messages we did last year on the book of Romans, uh, which I want to just be honest with you, uh, was intimidating for me. I've preached Romans before. But a lot of things have changed in my life in the last 10 years. I started listening to J.D. Greer, who had done a series just previous to this. And I was really moved by the way he handled some very challenging passages in Romans. So I called J.D. and I asked him, I said, first of all, would you mind sharing with me how you broke down the book of Romans to do it in one year? Which he sent me a spreadsheet with all that information. That was very helpful. So as a part of the preaching planning but then I said, there are, there's material here. Do you mind if I use this material? He was very gracious. And I think he even quoted Adrian Rogers, if my bullet fits your gun, shoot it. And I said, that's fine, and I appreciate it. So there are in particular, a couple of particular cases, times where I made statements that others have been able to line up with statements that from the same text, the same passage that uh, J.D. used. Uh, so to answer your question, I don't consider that plagiarism. Let me tell you where my sin was. My sin was I did not credit him to my church. 
All right, later, he says here that the only thing that he did wrong, okay, he's talking about his sins, right? He's, he's like, now, finally, after you feel sorry for me and, um, and I can actually talk about the thing I did wrong, I'm going to totally avoid the actual things I did wrong and make up something else. So Ed focuses here on the fact that he didn't credit JD. Like, oh, I, I, it's mystifying to me. I have no idea why I didn't credit JD Greer. Oh, I wish I did. I, you know, I, I'm normally very transparent. So he's, he's building up this, this case as to why, oh, it's so terrible that he didn't credit you. Who cares that you didn't credit JD? That's not the problem, Ed. The problem is that you've copied a sermon. And it's not just that you've copied a couple lines here and there. The, co- the, the problem is that you have copied entire sermons. That's the problem. They've removed from their website up to 140 sermons that probably all included some form of plagiarism or not. Now, if he was doing something honest, why would he remove those videos? I don't know. Kind of weird. The problem is we're not talking about plagiarism with JD, Eddie Boy. There's more to it than that. We're talking about all of it. We're talking about the plagiarism, the not crediting, the lying, especially the lying. But there are other sermons that he has plagiarized. Like there's one here. Here's This is insane. There was a sermon by Tim Keller that he and his wife preaches point by point. And he claims to be a compatibilist. Think about that. A compatibilist is a person who um, believes that men and women have different roles in the church and that women, like the Apostle Paul says, should not preach. And his wife is preaching. And then he's like, no, no, well, it's okay. It's I'm a compatibilist. And as long as I'm up there with her, it's fine. So um, he's pulling her into his own sin in various ways. The excuse that he gives for it is mind-boggling. Here's, here's what he says. And quite frankly, we're in a process of changing some things. I'm fasting from listening to preaching right now. Because it turns out I have a capacity to remember statements that are made in an audible sermon that I hear that's a little too good, and sometimes it gets mixed up. Here's his excuse. He says, I have superpowers. He's like, I, I just, I can't help but copy phrases from sermons I hear because I have these superpowers of being able to remember things so vividly and clearly that they just unintentionally show up in my sermons. Then he says, I look, I, as a result, I am going to sacrifice by fasting, by from listening to preaching for a while. Now do now think, think about how stupid this is. Listening to preaching is not a bad thing. Having a good memory is not a bad thing. Although it's not a good memory. He's lying. If, if this is a good memory, Ed, then your wife is doing exactly the same thing that you do. How do you explain the Tim Keller sermon, you bozo? He's plagiarizing. He's stealing. He's bringing his wife up on stage to preach with him while saying he's a compatibilist. And he's stealing a sermon and he's making her do it too. The power of marriage and the definition of marriage. The power of marriage, the definition of marriage. The essence of marriage is a covenant, a legal commitment. The essence of marriage, we said last week, is a legal commitment 
commitment. What makes a marriage a marriage? What makes a marriage a marriage? A priest can marry, a minister can marry, a justice of the peace, marriage is marriage. Some people say, well, I mean, I got married by a priest. Did I get married? Do I get married by a pastor, a justice of the peace, a judge? Or And then he's saying that the reason this happens is because his memory is so good, even though his wife is doing the exact same thing. And you can see his stupid face up on stage looking down at notes, reading from it. His memory is not that good. It's a lie. It is a lie. It's a lie. And in many of these sermons, there are personal illustrations that he applies to himself that come from other people. So like in a J.D. Greer sermon, J.D. Greer might tell a story of something that happened to him or somebody else. Ed will tell the same story. A good memory would remember that those things don't happen to you, Ed. Think about that. Now, here's another possibility. It's possible and probably even likely that that J.D. didn't even write the message that Ed copied. It's possible that Tim Keller didn't even write the message that Ed and his wife copied. It's possible that they're all getting these pre-written from a place like Docent. Docent is a group of leftists who hire gay people to write sermons. Look it up. Seriously. Oh, it's insane. I mean, he, he gets up on stage and he lies... And then he apologizes for having superpowers and he expects everybody to feel sorry for him. And the seminary president, look, the seminary president, he knows all this stuff, obviously. Like he's, he's smart. I'm not, I'm not like more tuned into this stuff than he is. He's not in the dark, which means this seminary president and all of the seminary presidents who are not speaking out against Ed Litton and who are allowing him up on stage to defend himself by asking him, uh, spineless questions like these with pre, pre-written answers are complicit. They're in on it. They know better, and they're allow, and then they're giving this guy a platform, and they're making him look good. It's insane. It's insane. Whew. So then he does this. Uh, this hor- finally, you know, the, the last thing we're going to play here is he does this horribly snakish manipulative tactic where he's trying to make himself out to be a victim again and say that, look, I, I am in the refiner's fire. But, but the truth is, uh, this has been a very painful process. for me. It's been a hot process. for me. Let me explain what I mean. You're very familiar with the fact that the scripture teaches us that, uh, that we are being refined. I feel like I'm in a refiner's fire. Now, I, I want to tell you this. I, it's easy to criticize the source of the fire. But nowhere does the scripture tell us to do that. The scripture tells us to put our eyes on the refiner. Because he knows when to turn up the heat. He knows when to allow it to get to a certain place. And he knows when to shut it off. And so through this, I have accepted the reality of this fire. And I embrace it by the grace of God. So he doesn't actually, he, he apologizes for nothing. And then he's like, you should forgive me for this thing that I uh, apologize for, even though it's not the actual problem. So you should forgive me for everything, even the things that I didn't ask forgiveness for. Uh, No, Ed. We will not. We will not forgive you for these things that you haven't apologized for. Uh, That would be dishonest. Unlike you. Uh, Well, he, I mean, as in, did that make sense? He is dishonest. That would be dishonest like you. (laughs) So here's the solution, Ed. I'll wrap up with this. Here's the solution. Ed, you need to repent. Actual repentance. 
for actual sins like lying. Not like having superpowers, okay? Repent of all of the lies and it also happens to seem like you are not qualified to be a preacher at all because you can't even write your own sermons. You have a committee do it for you or you steal them. So Ed Litton, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, not only is he not qualified to be a preacher, but he is a habitual liar and has no, I mean, I mean, the only reason that he would be in the chair that he is, is because God is judging the Southern Baptist Convention, which is entirely likely. And the only way for that to, for God to give them grace is for them to repent. And so Ed Litton, repent, Southern Baptist Convention members, repent. Turn away from sin. Remove your evil leaders from the leadership and replace them with good faithful ones who are qualified to be pastors and who know how to preach the word of God and who aren't habitual liars. God bless. I'll catch you next time.